I listen to the diaries because it sparks ideas for new adventures. Whether it is an episode about an epic adventure or a backyard micro-adventure, I start thinking about my next adventure. I'm inspired by the people and their stories to go a little farther and dig a little deeper. If you want to add more spark to your adventurous ideas, consider subscribing to the Diaries Plus today. I'm Crystal, a longtime listener from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina. Thanks to everyone who has subscribed to the Diaries Plus. It's been awesome, and you're powering the show as we move into the future. If you're interested in subscribing today, there's a link in the show notes. Please join. Now, on to the show. All right. We're here. It's the year of big ideas, our annual show. And I have a question for you, Cordelia. What did you want to be when you grew up? You know, when you were a kid. Oh, man. I wanted to become Maria from The Sound of Music. And I would <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would, practice this reality by literally hiking into the hills of Colorado when all the flowers were blooming in the spring and, like, putting on a skirt and spinning around and singing The Sound of Music at the top of my lungs. So if you can imagine <laughs> small, blonde Cordelia doing that, uh, that was... That was really I, my dream. <laughs> I I totally can imagine you doing that. I mean, that's that's pretty fitting. I feel like skipping yeah. family bike rides to go entertain my <laughs> my life vision. Yeah. How about you? Oh, um, well, you know, I I think if probably it would have been like baseball player, but you know, it was, the reason I asked is I was thinking about this the other day. Is I I um you know as parents are want to do, they sometimes like offload boxes of old things to you they're like oh here this is junk you Mm -hmm. take it and you're like oh great landmine (laughs) and and you open it up and and my mom gave me a a box like that recently and I was like oh I need to deal with this and um, I opened it up and it was all all this old writing um, Mm -hmm. from when I was a kid and and it was really interesting because I guess I wouldn't necessarily remember that but like looking through it it was like every year there were these books that I wrote that that my teacher like bound for us and there were like terrible poems from when I was a teenager that are <laughs> never see the light of day. I burned those. Um, no. You know, and there's and there's and there's like clippings from newspapers from when I was uh, a teenager and, and in my early twenties. And yeah, it, it was really re- sort of remarkable where I wouldn't really reflect back on it, but it being like, oh that's what I wanted to be. But mm-hmm. It was kind of almost like the proof was in the pudding. Yeah. You're a storyteller from the start or or attracted to storytelling. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because I still think that I ask myself that question. It's like, like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Like, I feel like <laughs> I end up asking myself that every few years. Mm-hmm. And the answer each time I do it is to sort of like pause and reflect. And I think and I come back to it and I'm just like this. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the once you're in the deep end, the swimming is swimming, right? The pools have gotten bigger, the the water's deeper, but it's like you jump in and you're like, cool, I know how to swim and I'm fine. It doesn't matter how deep or how, yeah, same thing, same thing. I know how to do it once I'm there, but it's the jumping that's hard. Well, this is the year of big ideas, Cordelia, and you have a big idea this year. I do. Yeah, break it down for us. (laughs) Well, I am launching a theater company, in Boulder County, where I live. We actually launched it last year, and we've been doing shows for a couple years. But 
2023 is the year. Uh, This is fun and scary to say that I'm going to be stepping into directing that company full time. Um, It's called Empathy Theater Project, and it's a nonprofit in Boulder. And the mission of the company is to develop original theater that strengthens connection in our divided country. And that was really, yeah, established because we're in this time when the political and cultural division is really tearing our democracy apart, it feels. And so as an artist and a storyteller, I believe in the power of that medium and story and song to help bring us back together as Americans. Um, And that's like a real passion of mine. So with Empathy Theater Project, what we do is we write original plays and musicals and monologues that explore these questions of what it means to be an American during a time of divide. Um, And we explore problems that are polarizing our country. And our hope is that through the art, through these songs and stories, we can start instilling compassion for each other and for people that we might even oppose um, with the hope that we can facilitate cultural healing. So that's our big idea for the theater company and and my idea kicking off in 2023. Wow. Clearly, this this has been something you've been thinking about for a while. How did, how did this all start? It has been something I've been thinking about for a while. Um, I think it started for me. I mean, like you said, I think there are three lines that go all the way back to when I was a kid, you know, singing in the hills. But, yeah. um, but really kind of the direction for the theater company started during the 2016 election. That was just a very distressing time for me, a, a formative time of life, too, where I was figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and my skills. Um, And just, it was the first time that I think as a young person, I really comprehended the rift in our country that had not been so visible to me before. And so I think as someone who pours all of my time and my talents and my skills into storytelling through spoken word and through song, it was like, how can, how can I do something about this? How can I use what I have to help our country heal and like for our democracy to survive and so that's when I really started thinking about it was was the 2016 election that just felt like our country was being torn in half and that's really you know hasn't changed much since then and then the the vision for it has just developed over the years of like yeah forming a business starting a nonprofit, writing shows gathering community and so we're at a point now where it's like okay this is feasibly a business that can employ people yeah and it's, I mean, I think a lot of, I don't know how many listeners know this, but this is something you've been doing, you know, at nights, you know, sort of mm-hmm. like taking vacation from the show to do. And like, it, mm-hmm. it's like, you've been doing this the entire time while you've been being an incredible producer and, yeah, and, you know, really driving the diaries for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us, what have you, you know, like, what are some of the things you've done through the last few years before to get to this point, really? Because I think that's important, yeah. right? It's like, it's not just some, you've taken a lot of little tiny leaps, right? Mm-hmm. Not just one giant one. Right. Yeah, no, I think the the biggest thing that I've done so far is um, I wrote my first musical, which is called Man Up, that sort of kicked off our, our first season of shows that explore gender and kind of like how divisive the topic of gender and gender fluidity has become. And so 
my first show was inspired by the 2017 Me Too movement. And it was a result of me wanting to understand the roots of gender violence in our country. Um, And a lot of that stemmed in my research from a culture of masculinity that can often be really repressive to boys' emotions as they grow up. And so the show is is about that. It's about a boy growing up um, and navigating that landscape of expectations of masculinity. And then uh, around Man Up, we also had a community response to that. So we do, we have a monologues project that's kind of like the shorts on the Dirtbag Diaries, except it's it's live. Um, and so people submit their own stories and we work with them to develop sort of a theatrical, dramatized version of their story that then they perform and we write music to accompany those. And so we had one of those last summer. It was super powerful. We've had songwriting workshops um, and that's kind of where we're at now. We've had a bunch of other smaller performances, but this in 2023, we're kind of kicking off our our second full season of programming. So that's exciting. That's awesome. And you're um, now you're you've got a another big project, your second musical. Tell us about that. What are you doing? How did that happen? Yeah. Well, the musical is actually inspired by a story that I reported for the Diaries, which was the Oak Flat um, Endangered Spaces yeah. episode last this is year. A great show. Yeah, it was just like. It was so amazing to be a part of that story and to be able to research it and just so this is the the climbing area and and Apache ceremonial grounds in Arizona that's threatened by a copper mine right now and I just spent a lot of time researching and reporting that story and it was fascinating to me just kind of both sides of this issue of um, you know Native Americans that are trying to preserve their culture and their ceremonial grounds and are up against so much to do that. And then on the other side, you have these rural towns in America who are really struggling as industries shift and as technology plays a greater role in materials extraction and their economies are struggling. And so how do we, yeah, how do we define like who American soil belongs to and what it's best used for? And I just found that to be such a fascinating issue that my entire second show is based off of that. Um, it's inspired by Oak Flat. It's not going to be about Oak Flat. It's actually going to be based on Meskwaki traditions because I'm working closely with a Meskwaki collaborator, um, which has been really amazing. But it's going to be fictionalized and set somewhere in the Midwest rather than Arizona. But it's going to be all inspired by that story. Um, so that's that's the show I'm working on now. And that's actually, it's inspired a whole season of other of other monologues and and small performances, but the big work in our second season is going to be that show, which is right now titled We Are Still Here, Subject to Change. <laughs> That's what it is for now. Would you play us a song from that musical? Totally. Um, so here is a little song that I'm working on with my collaborator, Alex. Um, it's called River Prayer, and it'll be sung by the Meskwaki characters in the show. And this is a clip of audio from our our winter concert that we had last month. Spirit of the river, hear our prayer. 
that's so cool to hear that. Dude, I'm psyched to <laughs> see the rest of the show when it comes out next year. Thanks. Um, yeah. All this is great news, and it also is sad news because it means you're you're taking that next leap into the next chapter. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to miss you here. Um, yeah. It's been an absolute joy to have you be a part of the show. I, You know, we hope that you will occasionally find some time to come back and join us. Um, but I also understand, you know, like I understand that, like, it's just like, it's something that we've watched you grow into this. Mm. And this what this didn't come as a surprise to us when, when you came to us and said, Hey, it's, it's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. And, and I was glad you did because it's something you needed to go do. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a big time, bittersweet transition for me just because this Oh, I'm gonna get emotional. This uh this career with the diaries is just yeah, it's meant so much to me and I've I've made best friends through the dirtbag diaries. I met my life partner through the dirtbag diaries. I learned to rock climb and I've traveled all over. And so I just wanna say a huge a huge thank you like to to you guys at the diaries and the team that you are. Just it feels like a family and like you've encouraged so much uh, in my creativity and my passion for this work and you've modeled a life for me that you know encourages taking leaps like this and exploring your passion and taking risks and I can say so truthfully that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now had I not had you guys to be role models for me like just the Cajals and and everybody on the Dirtbag Diaries team but also everybody that I've worked with to tell stories on the diaries it's like you've shown me this life um, and encouraged me to pursue it. And so thank you to everybody that I've worked with. And and thank you also to all of the listeners that have been with us all this time and for being such a tight and extended family, all your energy and ideas and pitches. I really love you guys and I'll miss you. And it's been some of the best years of my life. So I'm really grateful and I'm really going to miss it. We're going to miss you too, you know? But the, the uh, I I just I just want to say thank you for everything, thank you for all the hard work and the creativity, and just thank you for embodying why I started this show, you know, of out of curiosity, out of love and interest and passion for new ideas and people's stories, and and you did that right from the start. I remember the first story that you did was like the flyathlon where you went out and you ran 26 miles and 10 miles, took your, <laughs> 10 miles. Okay. It was, it was far. I was like, that's pretty, you know, you like raised your hand in the staff meeting and be like, I got that one. <clears throat> and I thought, Oh, I think this is gonna, I think this is gonna work out, you know? And, and you went out and you re- brought a bunch of recording gear and, and that is, that's the spirit of just being like saying yes to things and taking that leap and you've always done that and I will always appreciate that. And I will, I've always looked forward to our our time working on projects together. And and I think it's shown and I, th- and, you know, I think on behalf of the whole community, just thank you because you've told some great stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that each of those stories has probably lit its own ember in yeah. people's minds just as they did for you. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a cool thing. So thank you. Um, Really quickly, how can people follow your work at Empathy Theater Project? Yeah, so we, we have a website, empathytheaterproject.org. We have an Instagram. 
we have a newsletter if you sign up for that on the website. And then if you live in the Front Range, we have shows um, pretty much quarterly. So come come check it out if you're around there, usually in the Boulder or Longmont area. And we'd love to see you. Well, today we present our annual Year of Big Ideas. It's about taking an idea, saying it out loud, and then doing it. And here's to all the people that are about to make a leap. Uh, Cordelia, I think I think you need to take this home. I'm Fitzko Hall. I'm Cordelia Zars. Love you all. You're listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. More goals after the break. Stay with us. Support for the diaries comes from Ketone IQ. As I've been getting more and more into longer runs and bike rides, I found myself fighting with my mind. As the miles extend, I feel like my reactions get slower and I make more mistakes, like tripping or falling or just kind of feeling slightly out of sync descending on the bike. On those big days, I've been using Ketone IQ to help my brain keep fueled and sharp. I want to have fun, not bonk. Here's the science. Ketones already exist in your body. When you push up against your boundaries, your body begins to convert stored fat into ketones, which your brain prefers consuming. With Ketone IQ, I feed my brain so my muscles can use the glucose I get from whatever else I eat on the trail. Riders of the Tour de France have been taking the same approach. I am definitely not as fast, but I can apply the same thinking. Give it a try. You save 30% off your first subscription order at ketone.com backslash dirtbag diaries once again that's ketone.com backslash dirtbag diaries the link is in the show notes please check it out support comes from kuat racks the piston sr is a single rail bike rack that easily mounts on most roof racks overlanding utility racks and truck bed rack systems the dual ratcheting piston arm grabs your tires and makes no contact with the bike frame so that's better for your bike right Plus, the rack has an all-metal construction, genuine Kashima coat, and integrated cable locks. That translates to being super burly. Kuat has taken their Piston Pro X and elevated it. Find more details at kuat.com. Kuat, because you will absolutely love this rack. My goals for this year, my first goal. So my primary goal here in 2023 my goals for this year include goal number one my goals for the new year are so my goal for 2023 my goals in the new year are my three biggest wishes for the new year are these my goal for 2023 oh god are to finish graduate school and pass my national licensure exam and once that's done to get out of cell phone reception and into the mountains woohoo to ride my bike more. I've gotten pretty lazy about driving everywhere in the last few years, and I'd like to make a habit of biking as much as I can in 2023. My second goal is to finish grad school. Finish line is in sight, and I've just got a couple more months until I can cross it. And I've gotten pretty overwhelmed by the heaviness of the world recently, and so my final and most important goal 
is to make time for joy every single day. To do the Durango to Moab mountain bike ride with a group of awesome ladies. I think there's going to be 12 of us total in the fall and I'm a little bit intimidated, a lot intimidated, and just knowing that that will take a bunch of training rides, both my mountain bike and road bike, and getting prepped in the spring and summer for it. So looking forward to both the training and the time spent with friends. To spend more time out of the city doing things that I enjoy with my friends. I recently moved here to Seattle, and moving here, I really wanted to explore the North Cascades, get out in the mountains, and just go do things around the city. But I've been so busy with school and work and things that I just, I haven't done it yet. And I'm really stoked to finally make that happen this year. I've made a list of, of peaks that I want to bag to kind of encourage me to get out there and start doing it. And then I'm already making plans with my friends to get out and start on that list. So it's looking promising. And this seems to be the year that uh, I'll be able to actually get out and do those things. So excited for that. Looking back at 2022, while we had some great adventures as a family in the outdoors, I also realized that we didn't quite camp as much as I would like to or would have liked to. So my goal for 2023 is to camp once a month with my family. And whether that's in the trailer or in the tent or sleeping out under the stars, whatever it is. And I think in part, I definitely associate camping with doing a lot of the fun things that we like to do. And I hope that we can get into some rad places. To use my vacation time for once. To see the world from a different perspective and go skydiving. Second goal would be to spend a lot of that vacation time surfing and in the ocean. Add more time to my day by committing to waking up at 5 a.m. And then the third would be to find a new furry friend as we said goodbye to our beloved dog last year. So we're looking to find a new one to join us. I have so many books I have not read. So my goal is to read at least 15 books the new year. Climbing the volcanoes of Washington, which are Adams, St. Helens, Rainier, Baker, and Glacier. To have an adventure on the other Hawaiian islands, check out the sport climbing on Maui, hike the Nepali coast on Kauai, uh, maybe go hunting on Big Island. Hopefully getting on my first big wall, well, completing my first big wall, I should say. I'd also love to find funding and organize the Hawaii to Tahoe climbing excursion for our kids team at the gym. And hopefully a family rafting trip with my wife and daughter. And lastly, I'd like to spend a week in Alaska this summer. It's only like a five or six hour flight from Oahu, and it seems like a pretty nice place to explore when it's warm. Yahoo! After spending years training for long endurance races and spending many hours alone on trails, this year, my goal is to spend more time adventuring with friends. I want to do a century group bike ride. I want to crew and pace a 100-mile trail run. And I want to spend summer nights bike rafting down our local river. No matter the activity, I want to spend more time outside with the people that I love.
My name is Shugufa Bayat, a 22-year-old Afghan woman. I have been a refugee in Germany for a year now, while I fell to after the Taliban took our, uh, over our country. Growing up, a country like Afghanistan, it feels like I had a thousand of problems, but I still made many dreams for myself. I choose to alive a different way than many Afghans and was lucky to have that uh, chance thanks to my kind father and supportive family. I am a lover of mountains and I feel strongest at the high altitudes. I feel so alive in my body when I am in nature, now with a broken heart and huge distance between my life and my homeland. My dreams are different for 2023. I dream again to alive and live with motivation and purpose. First, I want to go back to Nepal again and raise the flag of my homeland with the help of Danica, my kind mother and my first instructor of climbing. Second, I want to become a member of German Alpine Clubs and ski clubs and learn how to ski. Three, I want to be a messenger of peace through sport to the girls of my country. I want to do my best to motivate girls around the world and within Afghanistan. While I am in a better environment than many Afghan girls and women, I want to work for my country. I want to show the world a different side of Afghanistan and show that Afghan girl can be strong and diverse. I have another dream too, include helping the girls of my country continue their education online and I will serve in 2023 to achieve my goals. Thank you so much. Where I'd be if I found her Many years as a blind man But I'm scared of the time when She said This isn't goodbye So just close your eyes Just sit and I'm clicking register now. Let's see. Sunflower Marathon. Check. Jesus, what am I doing to myself? <laughs> oh man, need a little organization in my life. So this year, I'll do a marathon, which is, I've done it before, but you know. Sometimes, uh, I, yeah, sometimes I just need to organize your world a little bit around something like a race. So that's what I'm doing this year. As always, my goal is to be outside, to do incredible work, to get my, my boys out in this world and build empathy. Yeah. And to get my ass kicked by the Sunflower Marathon. <laughs> Thank you all for sharing your big ideas. 
Music today by Cordelia Zars with Aria Summer Wallace on lead vocals. Alex Walker Jr., Bradley Carter, Kai Engel, Ken Christensen, and Brennan O'Connell. The tracks are courtesy of the artist or Free Music Archive. Jacob Bain and Nice Koto composed our theme song. You find links to the artists at our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. This episode was produced by Cordelia Zars, Ashley Langholtz, Marco Seiler Gonzalez, and Evan Phillips. Illustration by Walker Call, Becca Call is our executive producer. I'm Fitz Call, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.